Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah is brought to you today by Dr. Norm's Cannabis Twitties. Dr. Norm's combines the two things that I love into one tasty little package, twitties and cannabis. The philosophy of Dr. Norm's is simple. Taste the twitty, not the cannabis. Each twitty contains 15 milligrams of 99.9% pure CBD isolate, so you'll receive the full benefit of the CBD, but hardly taste it. With two delicious flavors, peanut butter chocolate therapy and chocolate chip therapy, Dr. Norm's CBD twitties have something for everyone. Go to drnormstwitties.com and use the code BROBIBLE20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Surprise, motherfuckers! Oh, yo, Dom! What's up, bro? Hey, give me some love, man. Hello! Yes! Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from my studio in San Francisco, California. Season 3, Episode 3, Dominated. It's time. I've talked about it. I've alluded to it. Great guest this week. Good friend of mine, Will DeFreeze. I've known Will for five years now, taking it back to my post-grad problems writing days. He was the senior writer for post-grad problems. He has since broken off and become a one-man podcasting machine with his podcast circling back in Sunday stories. Will and I talked about a lot. We talked about while Dom does disrupt the ebb and the flow of the entourage and is an over-the-top depiction of what a, a friend like this would be like, it's pretty accurate. I don't want to spoil the podcast for you guys. Thank you to everyone that listened last week to One Day in the Valley with Chad Goes Deep. Those guys are fucking hysterical. If you haven't yet, go back and check out that episode. Check out all the episodes we've done. We're at almost 30 episodes in the tan now, another 60 to go. So we're about a third of the way through the podcast. And we're only getting bitter. We have our sights set on some pretty big deaths, some pretty big moments coming up in the show's run. So make sure you tell your friends. Thank you to everyone that's left five-star reviews. Those are super important. If you are listening and haven't left a five-star review, please do. And don't forget to follow the social media accounts, at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Really quick programming note. In today's episode, Will and I talked about the car situation that the boys have. And I mistakenly accuse entourage of having a continuity error because i thought that they were driving around in the maserati which as we all know Vinny dave to those two nerds at the end of one day in the valley last week so in real time will and i thought that that was a mistake i kept it in here in today's episode but i do realize upon going back that it is a mercedes that they're driving in today's episode so i think they drive around in this mercedes for the next two episodes or so until they get the aston martins so without further ado, here's Dominated with Will DeFreeze. Welcome back, everybody. I am joined by the former head writer for PostGradProblems.com. He's currently one of three co-hosts on the very funny podcast, Circling Back, and is the curator, producer, and host of the insanely popular podcast, Sunday Scaries, dialing in from Austin, Texas. Will DeFreeze, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here, John. Excited for this. Excited? Excited to talk about Entourage? I am. I am. It's... It's been a while since I've been watching it, but uh, now that I've now that I've got the uh, the hook in, I think I might start watching a little bit more. Oh yeah, now that you've had a taste, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna ride that pony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just apologize that this isn't a Frasier rewatch podcast. That's something that's probably gonna be down the line for me and you. Yeah, I'm a little worried that like Kevin Smith did one, um, 
called I forget what it was called. It was it was a name that you would assume would be a name for a Fraser rewatch podcast. Sure. So he stopped doing it. So maybe there's an opportunity there still. I think there might be 275 episodes of Frasier. So. <laughs> yeah, there's like 13 seasons, so and like 23 <laughs> episodes per season. So it would it'd take a while. Yes, it would. And we are doing uh, season three, episode three this week of Entourage. This is a big one, Will. I-, I wanted you for this one because it's a little contentious. It is. I've referenced it a lot in the lead up to this episode. People bring it up randomly. What are you going to do for the Dom episodes? What are you going to do? And you're here. We're going to talk about it. But before we do... Tell me about your experience with Entourage. What what was it like? You know, when did you first discover it? Did you watch it from the beginning? Did you did you complete the show all the way through? I didn't know what it was when it first started, just because we didn't have HBO. And I was in high school when it started. And so when I I met a buddy of mine uh, my freshman year, and he had the DVD sets for them. This was back when everyone had DVDs for everything, and they didn't have any HBO now. So. He was like, yeah, dude, you got to start watching this show. And I, I forget what episode it was that I started on, but I remember somebody getting out of a car and beating in a windshield. And <laughs> I know exactly which episode that is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, I was like, this is great. I'm going to start watching this. And so uh, from that point on, I just started watching it and I would watch every single uh, new episode when it came out. Did you follow it all the way through to the finale? I did. I did. Did you see the Entourage movie? I didn't see the Entourage movie. I, I actually, hold on. I might have, but I might have like blocked it out blocked it out <laughs> yeah i now that you mentioned it i actually think i did i just have no recollection of it so all in all a positive experience with entourage you enjoyed a sunday night with the boys absolutely absolutely especially at like that age too it was perfect like anywhere between 18 and like 25 it was like yeah this is the perfect show to wind down with on sunday night it was always like a nice come down from whatever like serious hour-long hbo dramedy preceded it at the time right like mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably like uh, you know in the last two seasons it would have been like game it would have been a uh, Sopranos like after that you know I, I don't even know at this point what it would have been but 100% and I'm as you know I'm such a fan that I started this podcast and uh, here we are <laughs> 20 <laughs> 27 episodes in and uh, 68 to go I'm not counting though who's counting yeah who's counting all right so let's talk about dominated episode three of season three. It aired on Sunday, June 25th, 2006. The same weekend, a movie was released in the United States that was a sequel to uh, an even bigger movie. And this movie was called Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Now, this isn't like a really popular movie like in the cultural conversation. Did you did you see the sequel, Will? Uh, I did. I think I've seen all of them. I, okay. I think just like uh, with my experience with the Entourage movie, I think I like blocked out the sequel. I, I did enjoy the first one, but then it just oh, the first a one's fantastic. Yeah, the first one's a you know it started kicked off this billion dollar franchise, but it's the second one that surprisingly, in my research, broke all of these huge box office records. It was the biggest opening weekend of all time at the time. It was the fastest film to gross over one billion dollars at the worldwide box office. It did it in sixty days. God. And it's the third highest grossing film of all time at the time, behind Titanic and Lord of the Rings. It's currently still in the top 25 of highest grossing films. I don't remember this movie at all, to be honest with you. I, I think if you showed me a scene from it, I'd be like, oh, I remember that scene. But I don't remember any specifics from that at all. Whereas like the first Pirates of the Caribbean, I remember a lot of it. Yeah, same. It received a bunch of Academy Awards nominations, Best Art Direction, Best Sound Editing. It won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. It was so popular, they released a sequel at World's End, like a 
this is not a sequel. This would have been a, a, a thruple, a, a third Whatever movie. Whatever it's called. Within a year. That's how quickly <laughs> they were trying to rush this shit out. They're like, run it back <laughs> yeah. before Johnny Depp dies. Man, so that's just a little uh, context for you. A little context as to w- yeah. when this was. Uh, in this episode, after a night on the town celebrating Vince's bona fide movie star status with the success of Aquaman and the unveiling of the new Aquaman theme park ride, the crew gets a surprise visit from Dom, a recently paroled childhood friend from Queens. Back in the day, Dom took a rap for Vince, so Vince is glad to help out his friend in any way that he can. But Dom's brash ways quickly proved to be too much for Eric, Drama, and Turtle. Unfortunately for them, Vince hires the Dominator as his new head of security, so it looks as if he'll be around for a while. Meanwhile, Ari has his hands full, trying to keep his daughter away from an egocentric tween star with bad intentions. Will, before we get into the Dom stuff, what was your favorite moment from this episode? I think it was actually, I hated this character, uh, Max, but (laughs) I really enjoyed when he told Ari off just because it was like, oh, okay, that came out of nowhere. I I like that. Stay away from my daughter. Keep dreaming. Maxie. Listen to me, or I will squash you, okay? How are you going to do that, Hoggle, with you and your five-man agency? Don't make threats you can't keep. This episode was kind of like setting the table for a lot that was to come. And so uh, there wasn't like any, there was no like big splash scene that is like a trademark scene of everything. But for some reason, when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? I think this was my favorite part. It's also also because they're at an amusement park, which I feel like like no one's really doing that anymore. Yeah, that's we can talk about that in terms of like outdated moments and references. That was filmed at the uh, Six Flags right outside of LA. I recognize it, and it just the fact that they were trying to pretend like it was a water park, which it clearly isn't, was really funny. Yeah, it like I, I was expecting them to show up to an actual water park, and instead they just showed up to like a straight up amusement park. And I was like, that's, yep. this ride has nothing to do with Aquaman. It's a roller coaster. Do you know what's funny about the scene that you're saying is your favorite? When Max Ballard is telling off Ari Gold, super agent at the uh, water park, uh, Ari's probably only eight inches taller than him. <laughs> it's not that much of a height difference. I mean, seriously, yeah. Like, Ari's not, he's not a tall guy, necessarily. I tried to look up what the, that kid's done since. It hasn't been a ton. It's funny that you asked that, because <laughs> every week I talked about Faces in the Crowd, and I guess he's my Faces in the Crowd award. The actor is named Cole Peterson. Kind of one of those, like, you know, L.A. kids. He had really, really bit parts in American Pie 2, Alias, Malcolm in the Middle, Weeds, and CSI Miami. He hasn't acted in 10 years. However, it's his older sister who's the most successful of the family. She's been steadily working in Hollywood for 27 years doing desk spots, bit roles on TV and movies. But most famously, she voices a bunch of characters in the Final Fantasy video game series. So... Just uh, an interesting interesting person to, to pull out of the entourage ether. You know what's funny about him, Will, is he's 26 years old now. Oh, man. <laughs> I honestly, actually, in my head, I had him, like, older. I had him, like, my age, 32 or 33. Yeah. I mean, 26 isn't that far off. I'm 31. It's like, true. I, it, it's just, you look at him and, oh, what a shitty kid. He's, <laughs> he might be getting engaged soon, too. He's such a piece of shit. So that was your favorite part. I'd say my favorite is when the boys come home and realize that they left the door open. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like looking at each other. I mean, they're in Beverly Hills. Like they're it couldn't be anything more than like their dog ran out the front door or something. But or like a groupie or like uh, yeah, it was never going to be some like assassin that was going into their house to like kill Vinny. Otto don't sound too happy. I'm gonna call West Tech. Oh, forget it. Let the cops move slower than real ones. So you're just going to go in? Life is for the adventurers, eh? 
<laughs> Which is an absurd thing to say. <laughs> yeah, they're creeping down the hallway. Someone grabs a statue. Someone grabs a baseball bat. Like, I kind of liked it. It was an interesting non-entourage moment. Like, a little bit of tension, as if anything bad was ever really going to happen. I mean, it's, sometimes, like, it, it really brings the squad together when you uh, get into a rumble with somebody. And so maybe that's, right. maybe that's what they were looking for. Although, I think Dom could take all four of them. Absolutely. There's no, I don't think there's any <laughs> doubt in my mind. Like, Drama might put up a fight, but Dom was definitely going to take out all of them. 100%. He just spent seven years in prison. He was 100% <laughs> going to take them all out. He's just been doing push-ups and writing a screenplay. Yeah, like, Vinny probably still had, like, makeup on from, like, the premiere or something. Absolutely. Every week, Will, we talked about our favorite bros being bros moment, and it's not really what it sounds like. It's more just like the moment that the guys are being a group of guys. Did anything, was anything that they did something that you would do with the Circling Bat crew? I mean, I don't know if I would do it with the crew now, just because we're at different <laughs> times in our lives. That's true. Uh, but there were three moments in the show where I was, or like, and it was all kind of towards the beginning where I was like, okay, this is definitely something that I could see happening in my mid-20s. Uh, the first was how they were just taking shots at a steakhouse. <laughs> How's that seafood tower treating you? Oh, delicioso. You really outdid yourself this time. Seriously, I mean, this dinner is even better than the one you took us to when you signed Vince. Well, he wasn't around for that one, you know, and he's making up for lost time, ordering three different types of caviar. Hey, until I see your credit card, you're still a dine and dash candidate as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Seriously, all right, the guys are right. You pulled out all the stops. Thank you. Hey. Vinny is officially a superstar, number one movie in the country, theme park rides. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. Raise it up. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I feel like forgot about that. no one orders shots at steakhouses. Like, you're, if, if you're going to drink straight liquor, you're drinking like a martini or something. And so to just be doing shots, it just seemed aggressive at a steakhouse. Yeah. Um, another one was when Dom said, show me some L.A. pussy. Been surrounded by nothing but men for the last five years. Show me some L.A. pussy. I think we could do that. Come on. I was like, only a guy that just got out of jail in New York that's moving to L.A. like just comes out and says that. Yep. And I feel like no one even says that kind of stuff anymore. And then the final one was when Dom was having sex in his room and they were all down in the kitchen just listening. And I was like, yeah, this kind of takes me back to like people in like at like college parties when you could like hear your buddy and everyone's just kind of like, oh, like what? Can they just quiet down? Like it's so yeah. evident what's happening right now. <laughs> couple minutes more he would have had my record beat yep i had that i had that written down <laughs> absolutely i i had the whole steakhouse scene because they're kind of being they're not obnoxious they're just being like kind of hoodlums at yeah. dinner you know like they're as they're walking out it's at mastro's they film this as they're walking out they're kind of pushing people out of the way and it's just like <laughs> it just you're just like man like if i was standing there waiting for my table and vince chase is agent and his like three boys from home push past me i'd roll my eyes a little bit <laughs> yeah oh i'd be like what the hell like, are you serious it's like be more la right now i also had uh there's a moment at the water park where drama and turtle go up to e because they finally had it with dom and they're like e we gotta talk he's like so talked but ari shauna and shauna's assistant are standing right there and drama's like it's a family matter e. <laughs> it's like no we, get no, we gotta talk so talk it's a family matter, eh? Yeah, it's not for acquiring minds. I'm sure whatever you have to say is really intriguing, Turtle. <laughs> I'll be right back. Which is totally a thing. Like, if my close group of guy friends was standing there with, like, some random strangers and I had to, like, 
you know, flame somebody, I'd be like, can we go talk over there? It's a little, little, uh, uh gossipy, but like, I kind of like that. I kind of like that little like moment of friendship. And Turtle didn't want to snitch. Yeah. I was just like, dude, respect. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent would have ratted him out. I mean, drama's snitching on him every chance he gets. Oh, every chance he could get. <laughs> I thought it was awesome having him around. I haven't seen you two this happy since we got Arnold. Yeah, well, things have changed. Five just don't work, E. Four is a perfect number. By the way, he stole that candy bar. What? Ask Turtle. Look, I ain't a rat, all right? We just don't want to... Okay, so we talked about the good of this episode. The uh, elephant in the room, Will. What was your least favorite moment from this episode? Uh, I think, I mean, I think it's kind of in the same scene, uh, just Dom having sex. That's not something I needed <laughs> to see, and it made yeah. me like really anxious, the fact that he was doing it with the door open so loudly. And then the exchange that they had in the kitchen when it was all said and done and he told her where the door was, I was just cringing. It was just like, oh. Some tropicana here if you want to replenish those food. I got Gatorade in the car. So is this really where Aquaman lives? Yeah. And the front doors are down the hall, so feel free to kick yourself out. Good job. And then to find out she was a prostitute, like I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was a hundred. I was like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course she's. A prostitute. I mean, the way she was screaming was not even like porno bad. It was like a parody of a porno bad. Yeah, like she, like that. It wasn't realistic at all. Not, I mean, maybe not that I necessarily know realistic. Who knows? But it was just like, oh, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really anything involving Dom. There are some good Dom moments, and we can we can talk about them as we dive deeper in this episode, but. I think it for me was when they're all walking out to the car and Dom kind of bullies Turtle out of his driving role. Like him bullying drama out of cooking was fine to me, but him bullying Turtle out of it and then he just starts like making fun of everyone to their face. Why did you guys get so territorial? I do the cooking, I do the driving. We're neighborhood guys, we share. You got Hollywood pussies? And then he punches Turtle. It's like, man, this guy is a bull in the china shop that is the entourage crew and is just like destroying people's roles here and then at the very end he like kind of tattles to vince and asks if he can drive and of course vince lets him because vince is a pushover well and no one wants to drive in la especially for free like turtle i if i'm turtle like yeah i want to drive because i'm getting paid to do that but if i'm dumb like the last thing i want to do the first thing i get out of jail is just go sit in like la traffic <laughs> that's right so in the 101 just like <laughs> staring at a bunch of billboards <laughs> it just sounds miserable but he wouldn't have fit in the back seat with them Oh, not at all. Yeah, no. he needed to he needed to ride shotgun, and so it was either he drives and Vinny rides shotgun, or he's in the back with those guys, and it's and it's over. What's interesting to me is they're in the Maserati, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, they gave away the Maserati at the end of episode two. I'm, it's just occurring to me right now, <laughs> I, I, and I'm just and it's just occurring to me because I, I'm in, currently in the editing bay, editing episode two. It's the famous episode where they go to a high school party, and at the end of it. They give the two nerds that brought them to the high school party, they give them the Maserati. How did they get the Maserati back? I need to like check my notes on this. I might have to edit this whole part out if, if I'm wrong. But yeah, I need to, I, now I need to know this. That's a continuity error if I've ever heard one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one more bad moment. They get to the red carpet, the red carpet in quotes. Shauna's pregnant and Dom starts hitting on her and then weirdly drama and turtles start hitting on shauna's assistant christy who they've been in scenes before with like 12 times up to this point so it was just this weird like a bunch of weird gross dudes hitting on these like women who essentially work for vince you, you know another five minutes vince and i would have cut the room myself we're late, shauna. it's my fault who are you who are you and is there a man behind this beautiful belly is, is he kidding me 
Oh, you two are, uh... Oh, please. Girls, this is my boy from back home, Dom, Shauna, Christy, this is Ari. Hey, you girls gonna ride with us? Uh, if I wanted to induce drum, I'd be at the hospital. Oh, if you change your mind, you can sit next to me. I always wanted <laughs> to be involved in the birthing process. That's disgusting. And I didn't have any like problems with it, like it was problematic. I just didn't like that it was just sort of like shoved into that scene. It was completely unnecessary. Well, and that was the same time that Dom uh, tried to fight the camera guy. And yeah. that was like a terrible part, not because it was necessarily bad, but just because you could feel uh, how uncomfortable it was. Stand over here. Back off. He stole that candy bar, too. What? Yeah, it's okay. Give him back his camera. Sorry, Yell. Thanks, man. Yeah, here, come here. Come here. Take the picture. Take the picture. It was, it was like, well done. It was, it was a oh, very, yeah. like, realistic thing where I was like, oh, please don't do that. Fun fact. Well, that cameraman is a notorious Hollywood paparazzi or paparazzo. E.L. Woody was like the first guy to splash Mark Wahlberg's photos all over People Magazine. He also photographed uh, the director of Entourage, Rob Weiss, when Rob was dating Shannon Doherty. So he was like a guy that they knew, and they put him in as that role, and he was like his own kind of inside Hollywood celebrity cameo. Do these guys get to know like certain paparazzi guys that they just like see all the time? I mean, if someone's tamped outside of your house 24-7, sure, I'd strike up a conversation. Yeah, you got to get their name and, like, shake their hand. And, like, you got to get their information just in case they ever, like, overstep. And then you can take yeah. action. 100%. What line or quote from this episode jumped out at you, Will? This is so hard. Like This was tough. And I hate, I, I hate that all the lines that I loved were drama lines. Like, <laughs> you, Wait, hold on. Are you, a, are you a drama hater? No, I love it. I love them. But I just feel bad that, like... Every single line that I wrote down was from drama. <laughs> um, you already said it. Life is for the adventurous. I, yep. I really enjoyed that. Uh, you already said a couple minutes more and you would have had my record beat. Another <laughs> great line. Sorry for stepping on all your lines. <laughs> and then he said, uh, uh, but my favorite line hands down was then when I know this. Dom wanted to start cooking breakfast. And he said, what are you doing with my La Crusette, bro? Uh, what are you doing with my La Crusette, bro? This? And use it to cook your goofs and breakfast. <laughs> And I was just like, that is such a good line. I, like, I know. It was so specific. And I just love, like, I, I now need to, I need to get one so that I can start saying that to people when they step into my kitchen. I'm like, what are you doing with my locker set, bro? <laughs> Did you look it up? I looked it up. It's a brand of cookware that's like very pricey, of course. <laughs> I used to, yeah, I used to sell uh, cookware. And so while I didn't sell locker set, I, uh, I know about it. And Interesting. I think Sally's probably going to register my fiance. <laughs> she's probably going to register for like all of it. So that'd be nice. Yeah. I also <laughs> did enjoy when he said, you just don't use another man's deodorant, period. Which is yep. so true. 100%. I've never thought about that. And I've, it's partially because I've never thought about using somebody else's deodorant, but I've also never imagined somebody else using mine. And that's just something it's like, that's guy code. You just can't be sharing that kind of stuff. You also never use another man's chapstick. If you're a man that uses chapstick. <laughs> this is true couple lines for me this one's like kind of a prescient line that like isn't like a one that it's memorable but as they're going up the roller coaster vince turns to e and he goes wow. so what's the rule on these things the slower the rise the quicker the fall yeah something like that and i think that like maybe i'm way too deep on this entourage shit will but i think that was like supposed to telegraph the next two seasons of the show when essentially Vince does nothing but fail 
Because just the episode earlier, we find out that he's the number one movie star in the world, biggest box office opening, and so very quickly, within an episode, things start going bad. Dom shows up, they lose the Median script, and then it just spirals. Then they finally get the Median script back, then they create Median, and then it fails. Like, I thought there was something interesting about that. And in that same scene, on a funny note, Dom turns to Ari and goes, So what kind of fruit name is Ari anyway? Which is just such... Like uh, that's like borderline racist too. Oh yeah, I... for sure. How many times did they have to tape that scene? I've wondered that. Um, because they timed they timed that one part right in time for the drop, and yep. you could see E looking at uh, Vinny, kind of like hesitating, and then yeah. all of a sudden they drop, and I was like, man, like that hesitation was definitely real because they were like, all right, we need to go down now. And I think Jeremy Piven did have some real problems with roller coasters because if you see some of the behind the behind shots like the shots from the their back of their heads there's very clearly a stand-in for piven it's like uh it's like i mean you can tell by the hair to be honest his piven's hair is kind of so ridiculous like it's very clearly like a much skinnier smaller actor sitting next to dom but yeah i I honestly don't know there wasn't a lot of like uh research i could find on this episode i try to do a deep dive and uh maybe because people were so uh (laughs) <laughs> unanimously opposed to it. I think yeah. that's probably why. <laughs> hey guys, I wanted to tell you one more time about Dr. Norm's cannabis cookies. Forget your obsession with other types of sweets, because Dr. Norm's cookies deliver a delicious experience that just can't be duplicated. With medicinal and therapeutic qualities that are tasty, original, and safe, no matter what your lifestyle is, there's an option for you to choose from. Founded by a brother-sister team, the philosophy of Dr. Norm's is simple. Taste the cookie, not the cannabis. Each cookie contains 15 milligrams of 99.9% pure CBD isolate, so you'll receive the full benefits of the CBD and hardly taste it. With two delicious flavors, peanut butter chocolate therapy and chocolate chip therapy, Dr. Norm's CBD cookies have something for everyone, no matter how experienced you are in cannabis-infused products. Go to drnormscookies.com and use the code BROBIBLE20 for 20% off plus free shipping. That's code BROBIBLE20 at drnormscookies.com for 20% off your order plus free shipping. And now back to Dominated with Will DeFreeze. What was your favorite song from this episode, Will? Or what were some of your favorites? This was interesting. Uh, one of my favorite bands ever had a song in it. And it was Banquet by Block Party. Oh, wow. I uh, got really into them in high school. Like, really, really into them. And... They're actually touring now today doing the album that Banquet is from. And they're doing a series of shows where they're just playing that album straight through. And so I was amazed when I heard that song in there because up until then I had, I think, Ride With Me by T.I. And I was like, I was like, oh man, this isn't even like that good of a song. I wish I could choose a better one. And the second I wrote down Ride With Me by T.I., that started playing and I was like, oh, perfect. Like this is one of my favorite songs anyway. Yeah, it plays when Vince is getting presented the key to the water part, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize was a thing you could get. Oh, that's not a thing. On behalf of your friends at Magic Mountain, we'd like to present you with this key to our park to Aquaman, Vincent Chase. That's like, hey, we need Vince to go away from the group for uh, one scene, so let's have him be presented with some bullshit award. <laughs> A key, and he was like holding the key, like it's just massive. It'd be pretty funny if, like, every subsequent entourage episode, you saw the key like on their mantle. <laughs> it's just like a little, uh, what's it called? Uh, just Easter egg. I called Easter egg. Perfect. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, I also, I mean, I liked Frank Sinatra. I've got the world on a string. It was a little on the nose for them out to like a state dinner and suits and like. 
you know, he just had the biggest opening in the world, so he definitely has the world on a string. That was just like kind of made you feel good. And um, I've never felt bad when Sinatra's playing. Exactly. And, like and if I'm in a steakhouse, I want to hear Sinatra. And I will say I love Jurassic Five, and there was a, a, a brief a little bit of Red Hot that played uh, as they're kind of opening on the shots of the Aquaman ride at the water oh, I park. I think I missed that. Got to watch the episode three or four times like I have to do well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about this. So so it's interesting. So and when I first started this podcast, in season one, I had this category called the Dom Award for Worst New Character. Mm-hmm. And it was because of Dominic Lombardazzi, the actor in, in this role and these episodes. However, I've people haven't really noticed, but I, I just kind of didn't bring that category back in season two. Uh, because out of respect for the actor, out of respect for the people who listen to the show, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on somebody's career choice or, or something they did to, to collect a paycheck. But I'm bringing it back for this episode, and I'm bringing <laughs> it back because the Dom Award for Worst New Character for me was Dom. What what did you think of this character, Will? I wasn't a Dom guy, and I don't think anybody was supposed to be. I think that was the point of Dom. He had to be this person that you didn't want in their crew. And it was like this perfect gruff entrance, this this like sense of entitlement because he's been friends with them, even though he's in jail for seven years. Is it seven years? Am I right when I say that? Yeah. He says he's been in the tan for five years, maybe seven. You're right. For two joints, two joints, but then he punches the top afterwards. That's the whole thing. He says he could have been out in a week if he hadn't punched the top, which is a little bit of like, I'm like, Vince, you're a pushover. If you think this is your fault that the guy's been in prison for seven years. I mean, it, uh, that's a long time. I don't, I mean, I I guess that's, that's just a lesson. Everybody don't punch a cop. But yeah. I mean, he does what he needs to do, though. He need, he's yeah. the aggravator. He's the uh, he rubs you the wrong way. And it's it's purposeful and it's effective. Um, I think that, yeah, people don't like Dom. But at the end of the day, you're not supposed to. Well, and like, let me talk about the actor really quick. So he's originally from the Bronx. So that accent, it's all authentic. He was cast in his first movie role at the age of 17 when Robert De Niro cast him in a Bronx tale. He was a gun dealer named Nicky Zero. He's also been on the A&E television series Breakout Teens. He was Ralph Delino on Oz. And he was most famously Herc on The Wire. So he's, you know, he's been on these HBO, he's in the HBO family. So mm-hmm. it kind of made sense. And he's good friends with Jerry Ferrara and Kevin Connolly. So it, it made sense that they brought him on board for this. And in this very academic viewing of the show that we have going here, you're right, Will. He, he does his job perfectly. He has a, he's got like a, a low-key great resume. When you look at oh, it. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, it's, you wouldn't expect that, but I mean, he is very... It's like, and it's a golden resume. It's not like filled with shit. It's like those six roles. Yeah. it's. I'm, I mean, I'm honestly impressed. I'm looking at his, his stuff now and I'm like, oh yeah, he was in that, huh? A little role on Boardwalk Empire. He played uh, Al Capone's brother, Ralph Capone. Like, those are all very highly regarded HBO dramas I just listed. So. He gets like typecasted, obviously, but like, yeah. it's perfect. If I, ha- if I had his look and his accent and everything... I would I would be completely fine with getting typecasted. Sign me up. Yeah, but what's interesting is like in in the world of Entourage, it, it didn't work. I was reading an interview with Dodd Allen, and he's like, it was completely nuts. It was the only episode that his mother called him after it aired on Monday and was like, I don't get why you did this. And he was <laughs> and and Dodd was like, No, mom, people understand. He's supposed to be polarizing. And then it was so galvanizing that like people really started hating the character and kind of gave the actor, Dom Lamadarzi, a hard time. Because he's like a guy from New York. They'd like tell him, fuck you, Dom, in the streets of New York and boo him as he'd walk by. Oh, which that's is... messed up. He doesn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. No. It's absurd. <laughs> 
so yeah, that's that's the Dom Award. It's Dom. But again, like I kind of see why he was put in the show. And it's also unfair because, Will, he's gone one episode later. He's like, at the end of next week's episode, we won't be talking about Dom anymore. So it's kind of unfair to be like, the worst part of Entourage is Dom. He's on screen for like 40 minutes total. <laughs> it's not that big. I didn't realize he, was, he had that short of a uh, tenure. Yeah. It just, he just resonated so much with so many people. Yeah. I mean, he's a definitely a memorable character. Since the beginning of season three, I've been saying I wanted to phase this category out. But since then, I've had guests on who I want to talk about fashion with a little bit because I know they consider themselves somewhat of, of style icons. So I am going to probably be doing this for the last time this week. But let's talk about the outfits in today's, in this week's episode of Entourage. Will, what was the worst outfit you saw? Somehow, it wasn't dumb. And, and that's insane <laughs> to me. Vinny's outfit when he accepted the key to the water park was so bad. Like, he had like bell-bottom jeans on. Yeah. They were like dragging on the ground, which always stresses me out because if someone has long jeans on, it takes me yep. back to recess when kids would go out and play on recess with long jeans and they'd come in and they would have like water and dirt like up to their shins on it because it would just steep up. Yeah. And his jeans were just so bad. And then he was also wearing like a shirt that looked like it was like from like, I don't even know, like some place in the mall that has like yeah. just terrible Hot shirts. Topic. Yeah. Like it was just so bad. It was a cross, and it said faith on top of it. <laughs> what? I, it was just not good. And I was like, dude, you can't. I mean, I, I guess I don't know what I would wear to a uh, a water park ride opening where I'm getting a key, but I, I know that it wouldn't be that. Well, let's talk about what all the other guys are wearing during that. He's wearing a green Nike t-shirt with a Nike symbol in orange on it, and Drama's wearing essentially like activewear or like... Like gym clothes. I mean, if so he didn't put on deodorant because Dom used his deodorant. That's right. And the shirt that he chose is a sleeveless shirt? What, yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, dude, no, like you're not even supposed to wear that without something over it. Like, that's just not something you wear out unless you're at the gym specifically. And you have to be absolutely shredded to wear something like that. I did think it was interesting how they're going to accept this award, open this water park in honor of their friend and they literally dressed like they were running groceries like I mean, they couldn't have given less of a shit turtle shirt i don't even know what colors was were on it it was like brown orange yellow it was just like the worst color yep. palette that i could have ever fathomed putting on it looked like a piece of poop i will also give a shout out we're talking about matt's ballad earlier he's wearing a, a red hot chili peppers t-shirt oh hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was actually kind of cool. Well, Do and Do like Dom's style is terrible, but it's exactly what you would want it to be. And yeah. like, you can't expect him to have a bunch of good clothes. He was in jail for however long. Like, yeah, none of Drama's clothes fit him. Like, yeah, yeah. like he can't. Know, how, do, how do you even get those clothes out to LA? The only the, the thing that I did hate on Dom was the the like what is it newsboy cap, whatever that is. Stally tap. Yeah, it's like that. That is something that no one should own unless you're Samuel L. Jackson wearing it backwards. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, we talked earlier about some outdated references that were made did anything else jump out at you as being particularly outdated yes uh ari's daughter when she was talking about max said that max is in talks with the studio about taking over the cody banks franchise and i was just like okay like no one has thought about cody banks since it ended no one's begging for that to come back i'll just see you tomorrow actually you won't we're uh, we're going to six flags tomorrow so yeah i know i'll be there too why we why we be there max is in talks with the studio about taking over the cody banks franchise Plus, my peeps think it's good press up. Was Cody Banks a franchise? Did I miss that? Yeah, like, who was Cody Banks? Was it... Uh, Frankie Muniz. God, yeah. And so, like, I mean, it, I, I just Googled it. It's got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, they weren't trying to have someone take that over. They were trying to no. kill it. He would have been a good person to uh, take it over, I guess. 
Oh, totally. Do you know that Frankie Munez like doesn't remember his career? Have you read about this? No. He has severe like brain trauma because the second he like became an adult, he became a professional race car driver. And I mean, he had so much money from Malcolm in the Middle, and he hit his head so many times, like in his car, like whipping around turns and stuff, that he has like severe memory loss issues about the entire first 15 to 20 years of his career. How insane is That's that? That's insane. That's nuts. <laughs> I hate to tie this back to Frazier, but like, like, yeah, Frazier had like substance use problems. And like, I know that he wouldn't remember a lot of this stuff, but uh, I don't think Frankie <laughs> Munez had the same issue. No. But like, I mean, Frankie Munez for us, Guys in their early 30s, like, he was the it child star growing up. And was one of those ones that, like, kind of made it, you know? Like, became normal, like, became a fully functioning adult. But when you hear that story, just, it's very sad. Yeah, that's, like, upsetting. He's the, if you if you go to the the, the, uh, the Netflix menu on Apple TV and you hover mm-hmm. over, I think it's, like, CNN or something, and they ha- it's called The 90s. The oh, yeah. clip they show is about Frankie Muniz. I'm like, oh, that's like they had to choose one clip to represent the 90s and they chose the Frankie Muniz one. Good for him. Jesus, an entire decade. The last outdated reference, then we'll move on. Uh, as Max is leaving the Gold's house, he says to Sarah, Later, dude. Oh, I am you late night show. Which just really took me back. <laughs> oh, dude. They were, I mean, that, okay, I had that somewhere. I forget where I had that. Th- these days, you would 100% have an iPhone. Your dad would never take it away. And yeah. so being on a laptop and just sending IMs late at night, it, it did take me back, but it is so dated now that there's no way that kids are still communicating that way. And if they are, then I'm I'm more out of touch than I thought. I never even had a laptop. I had to go like I am on my family computer. And when my parents told me, get out of here, we're going to bed, I just had to stop my conversations. Oh, I, I was splitting time with my sister on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just oh, leave that away message up and oh, man. So along these lines, if this episode aired today, we kind of talked about, but if this exact same plot happened, how would it be different? That's tough. We talked about it earlier. Dom would not have gone to prison for two joints. In fact, no one would have stopped him because weed's pretty much legal everywhere now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like they wouldn't be worried about like. And I feel like even if you're in a place where weed's not legal, you're you're not like you're not getting in trouble for two joints. I feel like no. a lot of cops would just be like, all right, throw this away. Yeah, or we're throwing this away. Get the hell out of here. Unless I'm just ignorant. Like, I just think that, like, that's not something that people care about. I mean, TSA agents won't even take that away from you anymore. Yep. And it's 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 pointless. Would Vince, like, what would have replaced the water park? What would Vince be going and doing? The Aquaman? I'm having trouble wrapping my brain around it because I don't, like, Harry Potter world is absolutely massive. And yeah. people love it. And so I'm like, okay, well, was Aquaman on that level? Maybe it was. It was the number one movie. And... I can't tell if that is actually something that would still happen these days. It's interesting is when like Ari sells it to them at um, Mastro's at dinner. He's like, it's a, it's a water ride. It's perfect. Rock, but like, it's not a water ride. It's a roller coaster that they're on. And I understand like budgetary reasons. They can't actually like put them, but they put them on a roller coaster called Goliath at Six Flags Magic Mountain and <laughs> said that that was the Aquaman water ride. It just, it was very disembodied. Can't they just go to Splash Mountain at Disney World or Disneyland exactly. and just do that instead? It makes way more sense. That might be too iconic though. Yeah, People would be true. like, no, that's Splash Mountain. That's true. <laughs> and the, another thing that I thought would never happen is uh, the house break. Like if they thought they were getting broken into, they would 100% have uh, cameras up that they could view from their phone, and they would have never even had to leave the car before they knew exactly what was going on. Oh, they they would have been ordering their dessert at dinner and would have gotten alerts on their phone that Dom was in the house yeah, <laughs> playing 100%. with the dog. And then the final thing was that Dom was smoking a cigarette in the club. 
Oh, that's right. And I, I saw like, that too. I was like, yeah, no, like, I mean, I, I haven't been to many clubs lately, but I don't think you can smoke <laughs> cigarettes in most of them. I know you can in casinos and stuff like that, but yeah, I think in a club, you're going to get asked to go somewhere else. A lot earlier in the episode, you mentioned how Dom's like, show me some of that LA pussy. You know who Dom is like? Dom's like the guy who you go to Vegas with who's never been to Vegas before. And he's like just chomping at the bit to get see yeah. every single part of it. And he's like, let's go meet some chicks. And, you know, that's not really what you do here. Like, you can think, you know, you can certainly meet women of the night, but, like, we're not going to go out and meet a bunch of women right now. Like, uh, that that whole kind of, like, um, obtuseness was really funny to me. How, like, and they're like, yeah, Dom, we'll take you out. And, like, of course, they all come back alone at the end of the <laughs> night. <laughs> um, this is a new category I wanted to bring up. And, and I've, I've referenced it, I think, once or twice, and it's going to be a mainstay here on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. But we're going to do a six-man award every week. And the six-man award is someone who comes in, makes good use of their on-screen minutes, and, and, and kind of, like, makes an impact. Um, do you have a six-man award for this episode, Will? I don't really have one. I'm struggling with this one. I was hoping that you could help me out here, and I might be able to get a little inspired. I'm getting a little repetitive here because he was the worst episode, the worst character in the episode, but I think it's Dom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like now that I know that he was, now that you enlightened me to the fact that he was only in the two episodes, it makes sense that he would get the six man award. But just the impact he had on the show, the landscape of the show, people's like memory of the show. Like it, it has to be Dom. I like regrettably am giving it to him, but it's, it's so true. You might have to rename the Sixth Man Award the Dom Award because, yeah, he <laughs> okay. does make the most out of his time. He's a memorable. He's one of the most memorable characters from the show, and he's not even. He's hardly in there. Let's move on. So we every week we talk about our favorite Johnny drama moment, but I also want to start talking about our favorite Ari Gold moments because Ari's such an iconic character. Jeremy Piven won two, three Emmys for the role. He was nominated five times. Which Ari Gold moment from this episode stood out to you as as being particularly good? I don't think most people would choose that. I think I might be the okay. only people to choose this. I, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the fact that he took Xanax in order to go on a water ride, <laughs> which like water rides usually aren't that like that like wild and stuff. But I yeah. just enjoyed the fact that he was like, no, I got to take a Xanax. There he is. Woo! All right. You made it. E, I hope you brought your lifts because I'd hate to see you sidelined by the ride's height requirement. Oh, that's that was... funny. I'll be laughing about that one on the ride when you're having a panic attack and blowing chunks. Not if the genius minds behind Xanax have anything to say about it, you won't. And it ended. And it, obviously, it wasn't a water ride, but yeah. at that moment when he said that, I was thinking like, okay, water rides don't really get that out of control or like high <laughs> speed, so I, it seems unnecessary. And then I also liked that he followed up the Xanax comment with like almost his very next line was talking about how Max needed to go take his Accutane. <laughs> yeah, Ari's just like a pill guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, he he got two like hardcore pill references in like very quickly, which I don't think Ari probably has that many. No, but honestly, like, he's already gold super agent. He, you know, he works from dusk till dawn. Like, that character probably was on a lot of pills. Oh, time. he probably took Adderall and then, like, took yeah. Xanax to sleep. It's probably... Before it was fashionable. Yeah, like, yeah, he was doing it before it was, like, cool and people would tweet about it. Yeah. I think, um, I think I liked the whole plot of Ari being overprotective. Yeah. I liked that they gave him his character on that side. Up until this point, he'd just been kind of, like, a mouthy, aggressive... You know, he had these great moments where he'd stalked into an office and, like, motherfucked somebody. But seeing, like, a softer side to him, even if it was under the skies of, like, wanting to get this teenage boy away from his daughter, it was nice. I, I, they did a good job with that, I think. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because, like, you, you see him in every other scene that he's pretty much ever in, just out being the alpha and just dominating yep. people. And then the only person that he, I guess there's a few people that he can't really tame is, like, his wife and his daughter. And it, it, yeah. it's great. It's a great little dichotomy there. 
Baby, you know that I love you, right? And, of course. And, and you know that it's out of love when I tell you that I, I don't want you coming to the water park today. And I don't want you seeing Max anymore. Why not? Because he's an actor, honey, and actors are bad. I know this, honey. I work with them all day. Mom used to be an actor. I d and, and now she is not, and that's why now she is good. Daddy, you're being unfair. I really like him. You can't keep us apart for no reason. Well, I can certainly try. Mom! I your father? I hate you guys! I hate you! <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Perry Gilpin back in the day. Oh, all because of she her is. role in this. It was nice. It was nice seeing her again. It had been a while. Yeah, we we we're trying to get Perry on the podcast. She's she seems open to it. So she's great. She just got back from running her yoga retreat in Costa Rica, which she co-owns with her husband. So or did I mess her name up? That's a vibe. Perry Reeves. Yes, I see. I, this is the third Fraser reference. I I went straight <laughs> Fraser with it again. It's okay. I, I named Roz. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> they do look a lot alike. That's a great like connection, to be honest with you. Um, Johnny Drama, iconic character. Will we've talked a lot about drama moments from this episode. I'll throw out one more if you have any more. They're creeping through the house. They're being quiet. Do you smell something? Is that sausage? No, that's gourmet kielbasa. It's been aging for three days. It's gonna surprise you guys. I'll kill that son of a bitch. <laughs> what what yeah what's with the meat in the beginning of this episode he also brought a 32 ounce uh porterhouse yeah. with him out like how did he get that did i miss how he got that steak he was at they were at maestro's i know but did, did, it sounded like he like stole it as he was walking out or something the way that they were talking about it was a little different him and turtle were arguing over who gets to eat the leftovers because the waiter put the leftovers in front of drama when they were turtles leftovers Ah, okay. That's where my confusion <laughs> I, came from. I can't believe I'm like, clarifying this type of stuff. I can't believe this is what I do every week. I'm glad, <laughs> just had I'm a glad you're clarifying this kind of stuff. That's, this is what I needed here because I'm like, well, this, I mean, walking out with a, a porterhouse, like, you, if you order a porterhouse, you're probably going to have leftovers. And so, yeah. like, yeah, I, I guess I could see how they would argue over that. Yeah, and E ordered three orders of caviar. Like, they really took Ari to the cleaners, <laughs> but they had to. That's what you should do. If if you get the highest grossing movie. You got. You have to take your agent to the cleaners because you just made him so much money. Yeah, absolutely. You probably made Ari a million dollars in commissions in, in in one weekend. Easily. Okay. Every week we talked about who won the episode, but we say that Vince can't win the episode because he's the A list movie star. So who besides Vince won the episode this week? Will it's got to be Dom. I mean, it's got to be Dom, man. I hate to say it. I hate to it's, say it. It's got to be Dom. I mean, the, the the people in the running for me are Drama, who to me like is in the running for every episode to win. Sure. Uh, I did enjoy the fact that Max like punked Ari at the water park, but at the end sure. of the day, it's it's Dom. He does everything he can to like, he basically strangles this episode with his presence and his alpha bullshit. It doesn't work for like the plot of the show, but it, it really works in terms of like mem memorable uh, performances on the show. Yeah. And like, I mean... They named the episode after him. If they name the episode after you, you get the award. That's just how you it win goes. automatically. Was this an A list episode, a B list episode, or a D list episode? And we can give like A pluses, B minuses, and stuff like that. I think this is a B list episode. Like, okay. not too much happened in terms of yeah. moving any plot along or anything like that. But sure. it did offer a memorable character. But it wasn't like it wasn't an episode that you finish a season and look back on and thought like that was the best episode from that season. Yeah, I'm going lower. I'm doing D plus. Okay. And it's not for the reasons you'd think. It's not like oh because of Dom. It's because 
it's not a rewatchable episode. I don't go, I want to watch, rewatch some episodes of Entourage right now. And kind of the best way to rewatch Entourage is to skip around and like hit the highlights. It's not even in my top 20. That's true. They don't do anything like overtly baller that makes you want to like live through them in the episode. Yeah. Instead, they're like, they're watching Dom shoplift from a grocery or from a gas station. And so there's nothing that, that like, candy bar. Yeah. The there's way. nothing that makes you feel like cool about it. Exactly. And like the, I guess the apex is they go to a water park and Vince gets the tea to the water park like that. It doesn't work for me on a lot of levels. Yeah. That doesn't really inspire. Exactly. Uh, last question. Will I asked this question of all my new guests. If entourage was real and your life's entourage, which character are you the closest to? The, I, I, I come to you with a heavy heart right now and I'm not <laughs> happy with who I am, but I know, it's, I know it's, it's, it's E. And it's my buddies used to tease me all the time when we would watch it over the summer. And like, they'd just be like, you're so E. And the way that I look at it is actually somewhat complimentary to me while also being self-deprecating in that I'm in charge of like a lot of things. Like I handle Uh a lot of things and I feel like I'm a very organized person. And I feel like in terms of like being a coworker for people, I'm pretty good at handling those things, but still no one really respects me pretty much ever. And that's exactly what happens with him. And so it's like, yeah, I don't really know. I'm him now. So that's just how it's always been. I think it actually got to the point where my friends would jokingly call me E just to make me mad. Oh, wow. That's pretty intense. I'm going to be honest though, Will, you're the 12th guest in a row to say that. And I think that's because he's the most relatable character. Everyone else is a caricature or a version of or an extreme version of like what something should be. So he's just the most relatable. He's kind of the punching bag. He kind of takes a lot of shit, but I think I'm the closest to him as well. Yeah. Everyone's a little neurotic. So don't feel bad. Don't, also, don't come to me with the head. He's also got Sloan. And so like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to really shy away from it. That's, that was always my, uh, my rebuttal when people would compare make that comparison. I'd be like, well, I got Sloan, so I'm, I'm doing fine. And you got Sally. Sally's yeah. like Sloan. There you right. go. <laughs> so here's a sub question to this. And it's for you specifically. Who is who in the circling back crew? Oh man, this is good. I think I think Dave's got to be drama because of the one-liners, yeah, and I think right. Dylan's got to be Vinny because of just like he's like the tall, dark, handsome guy who. Oh my God, Mike is turtle. I mean, oh yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, he's definitely turtle. Oh, he's a hundred percent turtle. Like that's not even that's not even a question. It's kind of the perfect storm. Yeah, this is actually the perfect. It's perfect. Um, Will, this was so much fun. Thank you for diving in to Dominated with me. I, I, you were the perfect guest, and I knew we could get into the weeds with some of the uh, inner workings of this new character. Uh, where can the uh, listeners of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah listen to you, follow you, find your writing, all that good stuff? You can find me at Will DeFreeze on all social. Uh, you can also subscribe to Circling Back that we talked about and the Sunday Scaries podcast. And if you do all those things, then we're on a good playing field. Yeah. And I definitely want to give a shout out to Circling Bat. I was on the very, very early iteration of that podcast two years ago. It's a great group of guys, and uh, they're doing some really cool stuff down in Austin, Texas. Maybe, hopefully, someday I can come down there and we can talk about Entourage in person. Hey, maybe. Or maybe I, I, go to, I try to go to San Francisco as much as I possibly can. So maybe we have to do it there instead. Let's do it. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Absolutely.